Welcome to the Founders Conversation with Insight Now. You can watch these conversations live on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hello. Hello, Peter. Hello. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, too. I'm in a different we- spot today, and you said it looks like I'm in my bed, so I tried to get a picture behind you. I'm in a recliner chair. Okay. I'm not sleeping chair. on you. I'm not That's sleeping good. on you. That's, that would be <laughs> totally inappropriate. Um, yeah, no, that's good. And, and uh, you know, I've been all over the place recently. Just we've had so much stuff going on through the month of May for me. So, um, but some things we can't compromise on. Yes. Unlike Mark, who is not with us today. No, I'm just <laughs> here. He's, he's serving a whole group. A whole prophetic community. He is. He is. Yeah. Not here to defend himself <laughs> against the vicious attacks of his friend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like how you said that's singular. That was good. It's not. Not. You're not including yourself in the vicious attacks. That's smart. <laughs> I just throw you under the bus. It's all good. It's all good. I. I mean, I. I put the get pedal on the gas and ended up in front of it. So yeah. Oh, no, it's good, man. And and. You know, I know that you've had a little getaway and, and some time, but, um, so good. you know, I think it's fun because sometimes in our downtime, you know, you had mentioned that you got to give me some, some fresh discoveries. And I think sometimes in the downtime, we can hear much better than when we're striving or we're mm. moving fast and mm-hmm. we're doing, doing a lot. And, Come on, Chris. you know, I, I, I think that, that there are. Mm. seasons like right now, you know, Mika and I are in a very busy season mm. and we refuse to allow that become nor- to become mm. normal. Yeah. You know, yeah. but we understand that it is a season and the difficulty mm. I think with that is, um, the, so uh, good. you mentioned something about priorities, right? So, you know, so yeah. often our, our priorities can, feel totally out of whack, totally out of balance, yep. totally yep. like not in the right realm of thought and discovery. And yet yep. um, there's seasons where that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what you're talking about, Chris, you know, that, that, that so much when we slow down, when yeah. the, when, you know, God's able to do so much. And, and this is decaf. Let me just, let me just be clear. You know, it's, it's <laughs> five o'clock at night and I'm pounding Starbucks. No, it's decaf. That's I'm not funny. that busy. That's funny. The, um, recently the Lord spoke to me. Let me just share this. Yeah. It was a couple of weeks ago and it was just one morning and it was one of those things where it just passed by me quickly, mm-hmm. but I was like, I caught it and it was this, um, idols require our input. And what he was speaking hmm. to me is, is that verse, be still and know that I am God. Hmm. I will be exalted among the nations. Now, you could also say, I will be exalted in your life. Hmm. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of Jacob is my refuge. You know, But be yeah. still and know that I'm God. And what the Lord showed me is that morning, just real quick, Holy Spirit showed me, idols require our input. All throughout the Old Testament, it talks about, you know, if you're rich, you could have like nice idols, I guess, made out of metals, you know, mm-hmm. fancy metals. But if you're kind of poor, I think Isaiah in the 40s, 
40 something chapters. Isaiah yeah. says you could have made out of wood, made out of wood. Hopefully yeah. if it's wood made well enough. It doesn't tilt over. I think it says, so it's like, if you could have a wooden idol that stood up, at least you weren't super poor, you know? Right. And, um, but the funny thing about idols, if we think of them in those terms, they're lifeless. They are, they don't have anything to them except for what we inject into them and the power that we give them by putting our words into them and keeping mm. speaking about them and believing in them mm. and all of these sorts wow. of things. And what the Lord showed me said, idols require your input. That's why when you're still, here it is, be still and you'll know that I'm God. Why? Yeah. It was when you were not still that the idol had this thing going. Now, it was actually only your momentum that gave it any semblance, your agreement that gave it any semblance of power. It's powerless on its own. But when you get into agreement with it, when I get into agreement with it, and I'm just doing that thing that I always do, or just rolling and rolling and rolling, and it seems like it's powerful, but when I get still, I find something out that God is the only one who speaks on his own. All the rest are mute if my voice isn't giving them power. And I, th wow. I, th I think that there's something about what you're saying. When we, when we get still, the idols dissipate. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that it relates, to, it relates to some of the themes that we want to go after today. No, absolutely. You know, and, and we make idols out of all kinds of things. You know, mm -hmm. it's like we, you know, a lot of people make idols out of their pastors. A lot of people mm -hmm. make idols out of scripture. A lot of people make idol, you know, out of just, you, you now, know. Let me stop right there. John 5, 19, yep. I think it is, right? You search the scriptures thinking that in, in them you have eternal life, but I'm standing right in front of you. You know, yep. what a sad state of affairs to say. Seriously. Jesus said this was supposed to lead you to me. And now that I'm here. You, you don't know me. You don't know me. <laughs> and we well, can do the exact same thing. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, I mean, the the concept that we should live our Christian life according to Christian principles is a joke. Mm. Of course, we live our life according to biblical principle, but that doesn't save you. Mm -mm. That that doesn't change you. Doesn't transform you. It's you're not transformed because you're fulfilling some moral duty. I know it. I know it. That's why it's called the fruit of the spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. It says that the works of the flesh are self-evident and they all end up in, in bad in Galatians 5. But yeah. the fruit of the spirit yeah. means that, that the Holy Spirit has to work these things out in me. And so, well, yes, and like I, you're saying, we're in the word, but yep. the word does the work. It's not us doing the work to try to conform ourselves to the word as though yep. it, like we now have a new set of laws that we can achieve to. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, good luck on making the fruit of the spirit happen in your own power. You know, it ain't going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it, I am it, going it, to be kind. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be kind until I get pissed off. I'm not going to pray for patience. I'm not going to pray for patience because it's going to require something of you when you realize that you can pray for patience all day because God's the one who provides it. Mm. It's mm. like, you know, who's your supply? Who's your source? Um, mm. Well, and, and I think it is it is interesting because, you know, like for us in a busy season, it requires a lot of supernatural wisdom and supernatural strength and supernatural grace that in my own capacity and power, I would fail 
miserably. Mm-hmm. And I would be woefully unprepared for this season. And yet you yep. uh, you encouraged me right before we got on, you know, like actually I know there's a lot on your plate, but God prepared you for the season and it's he him did. that's doing the work, Amen. you know, Amen. and I received that. And that's for somebody who's listening. God's prepared you for this season. This Woo! is not something that, so that it should be a surprise to you because he's prepared mm. you for it. Right. Come on. He's so, so good. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's something around um, that I, I, I really felt like there's something around this reality that that our ability to understand God's will and his priority for any season has to come from encounter. That is so good, Chris, because we were talking beforehand, and I know, again, some people need to hear this. More than a decade ago, Mark Crawford taught me and a group of people this basic principle. He said most people tend to think of priorities as though like this is top priority in my life. This is second priority in my life. This mm-hmm. is third priority in my life. And it's like mm-hmm. a hierarchy. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. that's the, now hierarchies are nice because they create principles that are like rules that basically dictate all of our action. And therefore mm-hmm. we don't need a rhema word from God in order, mm-hmm. in order to interpret a current situation and what his will is. And so if I say God's my number one priority and my wife is my number two priority and my children are my number three priority, which like, probably every Christian household would agree in principle, that's the basic idea, that if I say that though, and actually make that a set of rules for myself, and my wife comes in and says, I'm bleeding, I've been cut, and I say, hold on, I'm actually reading the Bible right now, and God's my number one priority. I'm gonna get smacked, and secondly, I should be smacked. And so what, 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 what goes on there is that we need to be able to discern, I'm giving a funny example, but you can take that much more macro. Yeah. And say, how often is it that we we actually create fretting in our hearts when we have a busy season? And Chris Valadin used to say this, which I so appreciated. He said, it's vain to rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. Yes. And the Lord, because the Lord gives sleep to those whom he loves. And the Bible says the fool sleeps in the harvest. So there is a harvest season sometimes where we're just busy. And mm-hmm. there's some people that need to hear the message that... Um, you know, it's okay to have a busy season, mm-hmm. but what you don't want to have is a busy life. You know, some people's busy. Oh, it's just a busy season. It's like, you've been saying that for 13 years and you know, there's, there's a problem there. And, um, cause that's not, it's not meant to be a lifestyle. It's meant to be a harvest season that may be as busy like that. So good. But so what good. you, but what Mark said is instead of seeing these seasons, as like priorities, see it more as like a teeter totter. In other words, if, if if I needed as you know to work sixty hours this week, that's okay that my family didn't get to see me much. But how do I make that up next week? You know, what's it look like to prioritize family next week? In other words, let's yeah. not do another week of sixty hours, or let's not do another month of sixty hours a week. What's it look like now to you know? Is it is it that we have a staycation as a family or something? Some time to to reconnect, etc. And that sort of more dynamic approach to it gives so much more grace in the household, so much more grace in our lives, so much more grace. Yes, there's the basic principles that, yes, God is first and family is second and all this sort of thing. But that's that's not how we, we you can't do day to day like that as 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 a rule. You need to be able to ebb and flow. Yeah. How many ministers have scuttled their entire marriage and children's lives because they put God first and they thought that meant ministry? Mm, Chris, I you, know. you're, you're hearing me, you know, I'm, I, you. I'm I, taking I, it to I, heart. I don't yeah, want to do it. I don't want to do it either. You know, Lord, and yeah, 
Well, and and can, let's just say that that mature mature believers are desperate for His presence to guide us, mm. right? Because we we it, we're not we don't want to go where God's not going. We don't want to do what He's not doing. We don't want to say what He's not saying. In fact, we want the opposite. I just want to go where He goes. I want to do mm. what He's doing, and I want to say mm. what He's saying. And oftentimes he's like, I've heard enough from you. Go home. Yes. Right. Come like, on. like I've, I've heard enough from your wisdom. I want to speak into this. So will you leave it alone for a while? Yes. You know, and I, and I think go, go tend to your family, go tend to mm. the priority that is for you in this season, you mm. know? And, and I think uh, I, I, you know, I was talking to a guy who oversees, like a ton of churches in the Northwest this weekend. And, um, you know, the burnout rate is so high and the, the brokenness in marriages is so high because, and mm. people need to be mentored and pastored in how to put, put the seasons in the right place. Mm. Right. Because Woo, for right. whatever, for whatever reason, um, there's, well, I'll just say there's a lack of personal identity in who you are without your ministry that Come you on. don't think you're anybody without doing the thing that you think you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yes. yes. Come Chris, on, Aaron. Come Aaron on. Rollins. Good, yes. good, good. Amen. Hey, Aaron. And if I can just jump in right there. Yeah. What we're, what you started to hit on right there is what, I, what we started with, with the idols. Where is their ambition in my life? In other Come words, on. where is that drive? Where is that mm -hmm. now? I'm, let me just, I just, I just brought up two words, ambition and drive that mm -hmm. I would venture to say that most believers would actually say are good things, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but actually ambition, in my opinion, in the way I'm using it is, is in no, there is no need for ambition in the life of a believer. We're meant to labor to enter his rest. Now that does not mean that we don't work hard because Paul said that he worked harder than all y'all according to not him, but the grace of God that works so powerfully within him. So he labored to enter the rest of grace, the promised land of grace. And then that grace empowered him to work powerfully, but it was not, it was not from the place that, that, this, that the world would think that Paul was working from. It was mm -hmm. actually from the empowerment of God and the leading of God that empowered him to work that way. It's a very different mm -hmm. thing. And mm -hmm. I think that what you're talking about is so often in, a, in a, the same thing, two people could be doing the same thing, but for very different motives, for very different reasons. And I'm not saying that there's a, one person with a good motive and one person with a nefarious motive, one believer with a good right. motive and one. I'm not talking yeah. about nefarious motives. I'm no, talking about motives where no. we don't even know. Yeah. We don't even know that we're motivated by what we're motivated by. Yep. But one way that's a clue is where do you have to have more? Where do you have to have more? Where is it never enough? Where right. is it when 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 you give the good message, Ooh. it still doesn't satisfy. When it when you do this, it still doesn't wow. satisfy. You thought you had wow. to have, but it still didn't satisfy. It's never enough. It's never enough. Right. There must be more. Where is it? Yeah. That is that is the language of ambition, and it creates this obsessiveness around certain sorts of things that you're trying to manage, trying to accomplish, trying to get, trying to have, must have, got to have, got to get. And the people around you know what those things are, and it's not that you have a nefarious, the, whoever I might be speaking to, it's not that I have a nefarious intention. It's just that there's an unmet need that I'm trying mm -hmm. to source outside of the mm -hmm. presence of God. 
And he's mm. saying, if you'll allow me to be your everything, my presence will change that motive and you'll no longer be driven. You'll no longer be driven. Yeah, I think that being able to uh, look within and have some self-assessment to say, okay, this is an upman need, just to recognize it, just mm -hmm. to be able to, to take enough time with the Holy Spirit to go, okay, I'm noticing a pattern in my life that I'm, you know, whether it's I'm creating an idol or I'm, I'm, I've got this ambition or I never feel satisfied in this area. For me, for a long time, it was mm. approval, my need for approval, yep. right? Like I'm always striving mm -hmm. to perform and to be okay and to not be rejected, right? To like yep. I make everybody happy and, I, you know, like yep. always, always pushing in that. Oh, and so I can so relate. Yeah. But the change, the transformation was understanding. No, actually, I can recognize that wherever I'm standing today has brokenness in it and I'm already approved. Come on. Because of my performance that ever it wasn't approval. That's right. And, and, and so like, oh, I can stand here in my state and re recognize the areas of my life where I need God. Mm -hmm. Like I, I need him. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, oh yeah, God, I, I could use a little of this or I could use a little of that mm. in my life. No, mm. I am desperately in need of an encounter with God to take me from the current state of brokenness to the next level of glory that he's established for my life. And, and it will never happen. It will never happen if I'm not desperate for an encounter with God. Man, I, it, everything else is ambition. Everything else is I'm striving mm. for, mm. right? Hey, Deborah, mm. good evening. It's good to see you. And Deborah says, "Wow, wow, wow, Chris. Amen, amen. God's God's speaking. I just His presence is so thick oh. on this time. It's so good. <laughs> I, I feel like we are we are on a live wire right now. Yeah. And again, I'm, I just want to read what I, in my chair. I can't. Sit I know. Still. I've got the it's power good. of God. From, I just want to read again. Ooh. Where I started. Be still. And know that I am God. That is a word of wisdom for how to break the ambition in your life. You have to get still. If mm. you'll get still, the idols will go silent because they were mm. only speaking because you're of your input. They were only speaking through your partnership. Now, one of the ways that idols so connect to us is through vows. The vows create the bondage with the idol because the idol Whoa. empowers the vow. And so when we make a vow and says, I will never, or I will always, or that'll never happen, or I'll never get rejected again, I'm going to manage this, da, 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 da. Those sorts of vows are where the, the idol comes to partner with those sorts of vows, right? So Come be, on. St be still and know that I am God. For thus says the Lord, now I'm switching to Isaiah 30, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. And quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And I just wanted to read one other scripture from Jeremiah 29 for what, from what Chris was just saying. It says, you will seek me and find me when you search yep. for me with all, with your, all your heart. heart. And that's what that's you're talking right. about. What you're saying, yep. when, when we get so to the, I'm telling you, I don't know a breakthrough in my life of any significance with God that didn't come through that sort of a, the, what that verse communicates. That said, yep. where my heart just gets the point, saying, God, help. I need you to speak to me, to bring me through this. And when we search for him with all our heart, we find him. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's this, um, there's this place where, uh, I like that you brought up the vow thing because those are subconscious things that like, we don't, you know, oftentimes it's not an intentional, like if it's a deep wound, it was probably intentional, but a lot of times we make these commitments and vows and we don't fully process them. And mm -hmm. so, you know, without an encounter with God, we won't recognize the idol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without, without an encounter with the Holy spirit, we're not going to clearly see where it is that we are. Um, um, I love the word brokenness, but people sometimes take it, the, take it the wrong way. But I, I'll tell you, there's, there's, it's really hard to find the places without encountering the Holy spirit. Like we've had so much sozo and so much deliverance ministry happen where people come out the same or worse for the sake that they didn't encounter God. Mm. Mm. Woo, we, we, began, mm. we began to implement a practice come on. instead of an encounter. And that's not that's not for the fault of the people doing it. It's just that they became ingratiated into a practice. I remember a few years ago, Chris, probably 10 years ago, I we had a lot more experience with inner healing. And then I realized, man, there's some, the way, way someone said that I really liked is that it's not the highway. It's a rest stop on the highway, but it's not the highway itself. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. it has That's a purpose, good. but, but yeah. it's like that. And, I kind of came to that place and then, you know, you know, probably about four years ago, I started, the Lord started working something out in me and here I found myself back in what seemed like a sort of inner healing sort of place of what was going on. And I really was questioning, you know, how does this fit with what I thought about this and all that? And well, and I thought, I love this. There was a moment where you said, this is coming up and I've been healed of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've been healed. This doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, that often when God brings something up over and over and over. Now, for some of you, for me, I, I just know <laughs> for me, but for some of you, listen, yeah. if there's a memory from your childhood, if there's a memory from your young adult, if there's a memory that always seems to come up, that's a mile marker. It's a Holy Spirit mile marker where God has something to say about that. And he's giving you a memory, a memory signpost Whoa. as a yeah. reference frame to come back to it so that he can speak into it so that you can move forward from it. And one of the things, um, Holy Spirit, lead, lead, just read the whole thing, which is yet another reason why following Holy Spirit's lead needs to be the only thing. It has to be what he's doing every time. Aaron, you took the words out of my mouth. The point I was trying to get to is, is where, <laughs> where I came to with inner healing and so in terms of like my own personal sort of doctrinal statement on it for what it's worth was if Holy Spirit's bringing it up, it's gold. If Holy Spirit's mm -hmm. not bringing it up or it's just a program bringing it up, it's not gold. And so that's it. Aaron said it. Absolutely. That is it. If Holy Spirit brings it up, it's a home run. I'll go there anytime. If it's me bringing it up or somebody else bringing it up or digging for something and it's not Holy Spirit bringing it up, you don't want to go there. Yep. Yep. We. Um, Do you feel it? <laughs> yeah. There's like a, yeah, there's a rumble. Like, <laughs> there's a rumble. 
Um, Aaron says, yes, all caps. Amen. Miss you, Aaron. It's good to see you on here. Um, I'm, I'm, um, I think that we need to just get after the, um, hunger for encounter. True. Because, and I think maybe we just pray, you know, cause I we're, we're, we're doing these, these, uh, 30 minute sessions a little shorter now. And so I feel like we need to get after the hunger for encounter because um, this has been the key. Like no matter how much truth, you know, if you're not encountering God, you are missing the point. No much mm. how, how much revelation you get. If you're not encountering God, we've got to go deeper. And, mm -hmm. and if you're not, hungry, you won't get fed it. You know, and this is the, this is one of the beautiful things is that you can eat richly in the kingdom and come out twice as hungry for more and know that there's a full plate ready for you. You know, mm. God is not the kind of God who's going to make you hungry and then leave you dissatisfied and on the side of the road and unable to receive it. You know, he's going to, he's going to bring it, bring it there. Um, Aaron says, I've been heavily simmer, simmering in the revelation of the rest that Jesus displayed when Lazarus was ill. He followed only Holy Spirit. You know, there's wow. a handful of times that you see, Aaron, where Jesus doesn't run when everyone asks him to run. Instead, mm. Jesus chooses to finish a task. He chooses to finish something, and then he will walk to the next Woo. thing, right? Oh. And so we see this with... Um, Oh gosh, what's his name? Um, when he heals the woman with infirmity, you know, who'd been yeah, ill uh, with the issue of bleeding. Something. Yeah, and Jairus, yeah. And so there's this moment where he's like, she, the, my servant, it was his servant, it was servant's dying. And, mm -hmm. um, and you need to come heal. And he says, okay, yeah, I'll come. Wait, something else is happening right now. I'm going to stop. I'm going to minister to this woman. And then when they walk away, what do they find out? The girl's dead. The servant's dead, dead. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, never mind. Right? Jairus is like, mm, it's okay. Too late. Like, don't. No. Jesus is like, no, I'm still going. I'm still going to go there. You know? And I think, I think that that is such a good word, Aaron, because he did follow only what the Holy Spirit was giving him. And, and yet for us, we have to be hungry to walk out and again, this gets back into your point. So eloquently made so many times, Peter about the surrendered will. Mm. Chris, I just, I want to, I want to pray. And yeah, like, as it. you're talking, as you're talking, it's just stirring me up. And, um, but here I am going to speak again, but it, <laughs> he, oh, he, he, Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 11. I spoke on this recently by faith. Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And the message that I gave on this was called reframing inconceivable. Mm -hmm. And there's, I feel like right now there's a grace on this call. And Dave, our friend Dave Crone talks about the moments in God um, and the moments, you know, and I feel like there's a moment right now. If, and as people listen to this later on the podcast, there's a moment. And, and in this moment, 
there's a chance for what's been inconceivable for you, what's been the place of ambition, what's been the mountain that you've run round and round and round, what's been the place of a lack of rest, for some things to break off, for some quietness to come to some souls. What if, what if the things that you never thought that you could have full freedom in could come to a place of freedom in this moment? So I'm going to pray. Yeah. Father, I thank you that you are faithful to finish what it is that you've started. And when you brought each of us into your kingdom, into your family, you started in motion the ability for us to, to know our sonship, to know who we are as your child, and for that to be enough for us. So I pray, Father, now that everything else that's clouded that, everything else that's become the priority, everything else that's become a false source, everything else that has paraded itself as, as the greatest desire, that all of those other things, Lord, that in your due time, you would move those things beautifully out of the way, that all the impediments to sonship, the simplicity of knowing Jesus would be removed in each heart, each mind, each soul at the sound of our voices. Father, we ask for breakthrough to come into their lives, breakthrough to come into their lives, even in the places that had been inconceivable. Mm -hmm. Things that, that like Sarah, it was like, how could this ever be different? How could this ever not be the pattern? How could this ever not be my normal? And I just declare some MOs, some modes of operation are about to change. And I, and I also declare some of you are not gonna even know what it is that God has done exactly. It will mm. happen so fast. It will happen so succinctly. It will happen so far beyond your comprehension mm -hmm. that his peace is actually just going to invade an area. And you're going to say, what is that? And I feel like I heard someone say, even in the secular world recently, don't question a miracle. Don't question a miracle because sometimes in asking why, you know, you step out, you step out of the flow. And I feel like some people are going to be so amazed at what it is that God's wow. done in their life. That you're going to wow. be tempted to try to understand it, but but it's not your understanding. Remember, it's his peace that surpasses our understanding. So, Lord, I pray that in every area that would not allow our understanding to keep us from your peace. So I give brains a new a permission to think a new thought, souls permission wow. to have a new emotion, wills permission to have a new motivation. And I give, I give permission to Holy Spirit to move through people's minds soul and spirit that there'd be complete renewal in the lives mm. of everybody who's at the sound of our voice both now and later mm. yeah father we just uh say yes to desperation and recognizing how desperate we are for you and father for every area of ambition and striving in our life that has not been rooted in that desire. You know, everything that, that we've made idols out of, um, we do repent and we mm -hmm. ask God that would, we come into alignment. We ask God that you would give us a new heart. Uh, we've received that permission to step into the new. And so God, I, I do ask that um, you would cause hunger to rise in your people, 
a hunger for your presence far above the fruit of your presence. Mm. Because God, we are desperate for you. And we do need you. And Father, I pray that as you mature the body of Christ, that we would not be bound to the dead idols. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that those 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 vows and the things that have been on our life that that have um, caused uh, those cycles of death, mm -hmm. yeah, cycles right. of failure. Uh, uh -huh. We ask those be broken in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. By yes. your presence. Yes. Flood us with your presence, Lord. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was just thinking of, you know, Lord, I just thank you that we don't know where the wind come from and we don't know where it's going. Yeah. But we feel it and we sense it and we know it's here. Mm. Mm. So we don't need to know why. We don't need to know how. We just receive the wind of your spirit transforming us transforming our minds mm. so god i pray that you would just increase our hunger for your presence in jesus name mm. amen 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 wow i feel like there's a dimensionality to what holy spirit all i can say is if you are listening to this receive just tell mm. the lord you receive receive mm. And I would even say, I'd encourage you to listen. If you felt moved by that that time of prayer, listen to it again. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it because we prayed it. I think that there's a dimensionality in the power of God to release some things in people's lives. Agreed. Agreed. Good word. Awesome. Well, we love everybody here on the call, as always, on the, on the live stream. Uh, we went old school calling it the call, right? <laughs> so thanks for joining uh, our conference man. call today. <laughs> Chris, uh, I'll send we, you a message on your Blackberry later. Oh no. Oh no. No, I still got my razor flip phone, bro. Okay. So, you'll you'll send me a you'll page me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 911. All right. Uh bless you guys. Everybody have a great day. And uh, we're going to leave. We're going to leave laughing quickly. <laughs>